This is the Amanda Murphy Radio. This podcast is for every woman who has ever felt less than, unworthy, or just not enough. This podcast is for any woman who has ever felt misled or unheard by society and is truly just fed up trying to keep up. Here, no topic or conversation is ever off limits. We will talk about ditching diet culture and intuitive eating, body image and self-acceptance, mindset and empowerment, literally all things women. Through each conversation and story, we will share tips, tools, and support to help you end the war against your body, make peace with food, and bust through your limiting beliefs to feel more empowered than ever before. It's time to put yourself back in the driver's seat and take back control of your body, your health, and your life. I'm your host, Amanda Murphy, certified intuitive eating counselor and mindset mentor for women. Are you excited? Girl, me too. All right, guys. So if my voice sounds a little funny, it's because my allergies have been a little on the annoying side today and I've been coughing like a maniac. (laughs) So that's that. But today I want to chat with you about kind of two things. One is comparing ourselves and two is FOMO or that is the fear of missing out. I think these things are pretty big. Um, I also feel like I've been kind of experiencing a little bit of these more recently than I can recall. And so I, of course, naturally want to chat about it. Now, let's look at the first one, comparing ourselves to others. This, on one hand, I feel like it's a human thing, like it's human nature to compare yourselves in a way. But then I also wonder if this is just purely taught to us by society. Like it's a behavior that we have kind of adapted over time. Um, Because I kind of wonder, you know, I mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, I'm talking like caveman style and shortly after, you know, was there a time where people did not compare themselves to others? And I kind of think on one hand, yes, because certain things like, physical appearance and aesthetics and you know the material things weren't as big of a of a thing but then I think well maybe I'm wrong and if we truly started diving into it maybe you know maybe it still was a big thing and I just don't know so that's an interesting topic um however it's clearly something that we do today in today's world and society and it's a sickness I mean, I'm not saying that to be offensive or rude or mean in any way. I, I mean, it's true. There's nothing good that truly comes from comparing. I mean, I guess some people can argue that a little bit of comparison kind of goes along with like competition. And there is a healthy amount of competition in this world. You know, some competition is good. But I don't know. I mean, where do we draw the line? But needless to say, what I'm getting at is that comparison for the most part is not good. It doesn't lead us to do good things for the most part. Um, You know, maybe I guess in in a work setting, looking at my work in occupational therapy, if I'm comparing my professionalism as an occupational therapist to somebody else's and I'm thinking about it as like, how can I improve X, Y, Z? I mean, I guess it could be healthy. Like I can model my behavior after somebody else to try and be a better therapist. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a stretch. Comparison, again, just purely evil. You know, we, especially with social media these days, we're scrolling through, scrolling through, and we are looking at 
pretty much everybody's highlight reel. There is a wave, I feel like, of people who are starting to share more of the reality of their lives, the not-so-pretty stuff, but let's be realistic. We don't want to share everything. We're not going to share everything. And sometimes when we're going through some of the icky stuff, the bad stuff, the horrible stuff, we're not in a mood to share it because we're not in a mood to be extra social. Like, I really don't know too many people who are feeling negative or in a bad place or going through something very upsetting and very horrific and they want to share it with the world. They want to pop up on social media and they, you know, want to be sociable. So there, there is still a very big degree of the fact that we're not sharing everything and you don't see the struggles that someone goes through internally, but yet we're still comparing ourselves. And this comparison keeps us thinking that there's always more. There's always something better. There's always a way that we can be more perfect or, you know, more happy or more pretty or more athletic or more healthy or more fit because everybody's doing everything. You know, like you see this person doing this and that person wearing that and this person buying this and you just think like, well, I don't have that, but I need that. Or like they're having a great life. I mean, and then I'm going to stop for a second and say that these thoughts, they're not conscious. They're not things that we're actually thinking. Like we don't sit there and think like, oh, this girl, she looks extremely happy. She looks very cute. She looks like her life is totally awesome. She wears Chanel perfume. She has a Jeep. It's pink. And she is a secretary. So her life must be so great because of all of those things. And I'm going to go do all of that. No, we don't sit there and think those things. However, subconsciously and and you know underlying all of this whatever we think those things in a way you know what I mean like you are scrolling through and you see other people's lives and you start comparing it to your own and when we compare it to our own it's just this weird thing where we don't compare like you know you're not comparing apples to apples you're comparing like apples to oranges or apples to bananas or strawberries to potatoes you know what I mean like you're just not comparing the same things because you're taking two different people and who live in two different lives often in two different places in the world doing two different careers had two different upbringings and I mean just different everything so why are we comparing them no I don't understand but I'm guilty. Trust me. I'm not sitting here asking you guys why, like, you're all weird and I'm not. I mean, I am guilty too. But, like, why do we do this? And most recently, I was listening to a podcast um, episode. And this person was kind of talking about this topic of comparison. And they brought up a amazing point that like you're comparing someone like let's just not say necessarily social media but like in real life like if you see somebody at the airport or you're out to eat or you're at the mall whatever and you see somebody you compare you like that comparison starts to go like oh she's so cute you know I'm not like all those types of things or she looks so happy or she seems to have her life together you maybe you're having a conversation and they're sharing something about their life with you Whatever it is, and the comparison starts to happen. It starts to take place without your even, you didn't initiate it, it just happens. And if you really think about it, you're comparing your entire being, your existence, your happiness, your life, your career, your everything to one person's moment in time. When you see somebody, whether it's a picture on social media or in real life, 
You're only seeing what you perceive. Realistically, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what it took for somebody to achieve something, buy something, have something, do something. You don't know how they feel about it. Like they might seem happy, but maybe they're not happy. I mean, you just don't know. And truth is, when he said this, I literally was like, OMG. It's your perception of that other person and their life. Like you're looking at it and you're perceiving it and interpreting it in the way that you are. And usually, like he pointed out, that is a reflection of something going on within yourself. Meaning, I'm going to use the word an insecurity because I think that just will get the point across of what I'm meaning the best. Um, But, you know, you're feeling lack of something. You know what I mean? Like, you're feeling lack of love or appreciation or you feel like you could be working harder or your job's not fulfilling or, you know, wherever it is, you're feeling some type of way about yourself, something going on in your life. You feel like maybe you're lacking something, whatever it is, but it's coming from yourself. A comparison of somebody else comes from you. It's not whatever the other person is actually doing, saying, None of that. It's you and the way you're perceiving that. And and something's going on inside of you or in your life, in your mind to cause that perception. I I really hope that makes sense. When I heard this, it, it totally blew my mind and it made so much sense to me. And I think it's a great way to put it. And it's true. It's not even like a way to put it. It's the truth. I mean, if we were fully checking in with ourselves every day, asking ourselves, What truly makes me happy? Every day when I wake up, what is going to make me happy today? What brings me joy? What brings me purpose? What feels like a passion? What do I want to do today? What do I want from this life? What do I want from my career? What does success look like to me? Beauty, everything. Like if you are just focusing on you And living the best life you can, asking yourself all of those questions and just paying attention to you and fulfilling all of your dreams, your desires, all of that. And you're not worrying about what everybody else is doing. And if you were content with everything that's going on internally with you and and everything in your life, you probably wouldn't be comparing because you would look at somebody else and think, Like you're so happy with what's going on in your world and your mind and everything that you just wouldn't, it wouldn't even happen. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't even, it just, the comparison wouldn't happen. Like does that make sense? I mean, I feel like it puts it in a harsh way where it's like, well, you just got to work on you then. Like there's an issue with you. And it's not that there's an issue. I mean, we're all human and we're, we all do this, but it just means that there's room to work on ourselves. There's room to to start taking better care of ourselves. Be and that that's different for all of us, but it just means that there's some something inside of us that we need to tend to. Does that make sense? I hope it does because it just it blew my mind and it made so much sense. Like would you see somebody like I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, a good example and the way to put this. Like, I don't know, let's just say like they seem to have all the luxurious stuff. Like they have a really nice fancy car. They have a nice fancy house. They're always taking vacations. You know, their job seems really awesome. And you see that and, and you you start to compare your life and like 
it's easy to be like, woe is me. Like, well, I don't have that. Like, that sucks. Like, I'm not worthy. But instead of like going through that dialogue thinking like clearly that just means like you want that. But then also check with yourself, like, do you want that? Like, I feel like there's this part of the comparison triangle mess where it's like we're comparing and then we kind of get sad or beat ourselves up or, you know, feel some negative type of way about the comparison. But we never stop and ask ourselves, like, are we sad that we don't have that? Like, are we sad that we don't have a life like that? Like, that's not us. Like, are we really wishing we had their life or had their job or you know had this or had that like they do like do you truly even want those things like I don't think we stop and ask ourselves that because we just get so consumed with the negative feelings associated with the comparison and again like I kind of bring this into a lot of different things but there's always underlying like deep foundational things that everything usually stems from so like again like going back to like there's probably something going on inside of you that is causing this issue like causing this feeling this this comparison whatever for example like a job you might look at somebody else's job and like kind of start to feel the envy the envy and like the negative emotions of the comparing comparison going on but do you really want their job like if you stopped and thought about it Maybe you would think like, God, no, if I had their job, I would actually hate it. Okay, so then what's really going on? Are you just not feeling happy in your job? Like maybe you just don't feel satisfied in the work that you're doing, but that doesn't mean you want their job. You're Maybe you're just, it's more of the fact that they seem happy in their job and you're not happy in yours. Like does that make sense? So like, Often, the comparison isn't what we think it is. It's something else. I really hope that example helps kind of put it into perspective. But, man, I've just been thinking a lot about this topic lately. And, man, comparison is evil. And and a lot of the times, we can't, we're not going to be like somebody else. So I don't know why we're comparing ourselves to other people. And if we're truly checking in with ourselves, asking ourselves all the questions about what makes us happy, what makes us tick, all of those questions... And we're doing our best to, to reach those, fulfill those, and all of that. I just don't see why we should be comparing ourselves to others and why that still happens. So it leads me to believe that if we find ourselves getting caught up in comparing, then that means we're not doing enough work at home. We're not doing enough work within ourselves. Okay, so now I want to shift gears and let's talk about this FOMO. You know, this fear of missing out and like the term FOMO kind of was coined I don't know maybe like a couple years ago maybe I'm really old and it's been longer than that I don't know but that's <laughs> neither here nor there um yeah I, I kind of had like a real life experience with this and I never really thought I did um until recently uh yeah so I signed up for uh, a membership and I I didn't know if I wanted to keep it or not. And like, I'm trying really hard. Just, I have some priorities and some goals that I have set for myself, you know, involving money and things that involve money. So I was wondering to myself, like, should I keep this membership? And I was kind of back and forth and battling, like, should I keep it? Should I cancel it? And honestly, if I canceled it, I could obviously re-enroll at a later time. It wasn't until talking to a friend of mine who has graced this podcast twice now, Samantha, love her, um, that I realized, like, man, like, deep down, I feel like I know I need to cancel. Like, deep down, I just kind of knew. 
But it was the fear of missing out that really was tripping me up and, and preventing me from just pulling the trigger and canceling the membership so that I could more so focus on my goals. And I was like, God, why? And I'm like, you know, this probably happens so much. I was just about to say so much more. And I don't know if that's proper grammar, but so much more often than I even realize. And I think the fear of missing out can kind of or actually really be debilitating. And it got me really thinking like, okay, is the fear of missing out a good thing or a bad thing? And I really did not. I mean, I guess, again, it comes down to perspective as it always can. But I feel like as on the good side, fear of missing out sometimes can lead us to just taking action, taking certain risks and just going for things that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise because we're afraid to miss out so much that we're like, you know what, I just have to do it. But let's be realistic, guys. <laughs> we're human and there's that F word in there called fear. And we might have FOMO with a lot of things, but that plain old fear um, and that fear of the other F word, failure, kind of keeps us from not taking those risks and not taking those opportunities. And so I really truly feel like FOMO is more bad than good because sometimes opportunities passing us up or us passing on opportunities can be a good thing. And us not always being in the know can be a good thing. Like, for example, if you had this job opportunity come up, you were hesitant about it, weren't 100% sure, but it was sort of a stepping stone, like there were some pros, some cons, but like, you know, your heart was kind of heavy about the decision, but you took it anyways because you were afraid that if you didn't, like nothing better would come along or whatever, and you took it, it could prevent you from something that's even better or something that's, like your dream, you know, your dream job or a dream opportunity. And I just feel like sometimes missing out isn't really missing out. So this fear that we're always going to miss out, like we have to be involved in everything or we have to soak up every opportunity that comes our way. It's draining of our energy for one. And two, it's just silly. Like it's just like we can't possibly, just like we can't be everywhere at every minute of the day, we can't literally soak up every opportunity that comes where like okay think about it in this way this is going to be so silly and I know you're going to laugh maybe roll your eyes but hang tight when you were driving to work or you're driving to the grocery store for example I know for me and this could be different depending on where you live but for me I drive past like at least a dozen places to eat like whether that's restaurants fast food places you name it okay so that's technically like what, a dozen plus opportunities to get food? But like every different opportunity, you know, has a different outcome. And if I, I can't possibly take every opportunity. I mean, I don't need a dozen different meals. So, I mean, again, like I said, like I prefaced that silly example, but it's kind of true. Life is kind of that way. Like you can't Take every opportunity that comes your way with everything. Just like if you you have a 24-hour period in a day, you can't possibly do everything in 24 hours. So I just, I don't know where and when life started perpetuating this fear around missing opportunities. I do think that 
when opportunity comes our way and we really feel like this is a great thing for us, it's a great opportunity or it's exactly what we've been waiting for, do not think twice. Have fear of missing out. Grab that opportunity, buy the balls and just make it your bitch because we th- that's what we're, we're supposed to do. Like we want to do it. Like we want to crush our goals. We want to be happy. But I mean, sister, girlfriend, we cannot... We just can't. Realistically, we're going to miss out on opportunities, whether that's by choice because we turn them down or whether that's because life, you know, life, I feel like sometimes has some sneaky ways of making us miss opportunities, but it's because like life knows better or maybe, you know, God knows better and, you know, whatever you believe in, you know, it's just they know better. Like the plans not in, that's not in our cards. So life has a weird way of working that out, but I think it's a good thing to start missing some opportunities or, and I mean, I say missing opportunities, but not necessarily missing opportunities, just not being involved in everything, not always being aware of everything, not being in the know all the time. And I think there's just some solitude in that. It's kind of like, you know, at work, maybe you have like a hundred different coworkers trying to be friends with a hundred different coworkers or even 50 or even 30 or 20 you don't want to be in that business all the time. Like you don't want to always know everything that's going on, know the drama, know the details. It's like, you know, everybody's chatty Cathy and stuff like that. And, you know, in that type of situation, another lame example I know, but you know, you wouldn't, sometimes it's like ignorance is bliss kind of. Um, I hope this rambling is making sense, but I just feel like the fear of missing out can be overwhelming. And then it's like, we don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. And, you know, when you're faced with the decision too, that fear of missing out or just the fear in general keeps you from really following your gut or your intuition, your heart. Because I think at the end of the day, if we just get quiet with ourselves when we're faced with decisions, we we know. We know what we want. We know what's right for us. We know what feels best for us. But the fear of what ifs and, you know, those what ifs are... They're hardly what ifs. Truth be told, they're like hardly what ifs. They keep us from, you know, just making that decision that feels right from the get-go. And, you know, we spend however many days, hours, minutes debating. And we really just don't need to. And I'm talking in the sense of like life choices and opportunities right now. But it really does apply too to the small things. Like, you know, so what if you're trying to decide like part of you wants to stay home and wants to relax and have a quiet night at home because your week's been busy. But then the other half of you, you know, you know so-and-so, one of your friends is having like a get-together at her house and you really want to go, but you don't know should I or should I not. And, you know, again, I think your natural instinct kicks in and like what you really want is usually like your first reaction you know or sometimes you have to check in with yourself and say like okay well what do I really want like will I regret it if I don't but why would I regret it would it just be because I'm afraid of missing out or is somebody going to be there who I haven't seen in a really long time and I don't know when I'll be able to see him next so I'm gonna go even though I kind of want to stay home because I'd rather see them you know what I mean like there's a difference and sometimes who cares if you decided that you wanted to stay home and you didn't go. You saw Susie at work the next day. and She said, oh, we really missed you at the get together. It was so much fun. Like, why are we so upset that like, oh, my God, I missed out. Maybe you didn't miss out. Like, were you happy sitting at home? 
Like, were you content sitting at home in your PJs watching some TV, maybe snuggling your four-legged friend or your significant other or your kids? Like, were you happy? Were you content? I mean, because if you were, then what's the problem? If you were sitting at home in your PJs eating popcorn and feeling so incredibly upset that you weren't at that party, then maybe you should have been at that party. But see, that's the thing. Like, we're, we're all trying to, like, have our cake and eat it, too. And it's like, like I said in the last podcast, when I was talking with Samantha, it's like you're trying to have a leg in two different boats. And it's like, life does not work that way. Like, you can imagine what would happen if you tried to stand with one leg in one boat and the leg in the other boat. Or, like, l- picture little small canoes. Like, you will just end up face first in the river like that it does not work you will fall you will plop you will fumble you will look like a crazy mess flailing into that water because it's just you can't do that and like where did FOMO come from why are we so afraid to miss out like why do we feel like we even will miss out like this is our life I mean whatever happens happens and as long as we're happy what we're not missing out you cannot be missing out if you're happy it's like Cheryl Crow said years ago it can't if it makes you happy it can't be that bad so why FOMO can f off am I right are you with me like I guess I'm a little confused I don't know but I'm thankful that you spent the last 25 minutes listening to me ramble because these are some thoughts that have been on my mind this past week or so and yeah, they both suck. Comparison and FOMO are icky to the max. And I just think that they both got to go. And we could easily kick them to the curb, but it's going to take some work on our end with ourselves. But it's totally doable. And going back to how I think I talked about this on my stories a couple of days ago, Insta stories. You know, I am an intuitive eating counselor. And, you know, my main message that I try to preach to this world and to all of you lovelies is that, you know, dieting is just wrong, horrid. This diet culture just sucks, and, and I'm helping in that aspect. But there's way more to life, too. So you're definitely going to hear more episodes like this where we just chit-chat about life stuff because we're all human beings, and there's way more to life than what we put into our body and how we feel about our body. There's just there's more to that. So, duh, we're going to talk about it. And I like talking about it. As you can see, we're rolling up on 27 minutes and I'm still yakking at you loves. But thank you so much for spending this time with me. And if you would like to continue this conversation, you have a question, you have a comment. I love to hear them. You can find me on Instagram at the Amanda Murphy. Send me a message. Please do not hesitate. I will get back to you. I do see all of my messages. Um, or you can visit my website, theamandamurphy.com. There is a contact button. You can send me an email at theamandamurphy at gmail. Literally, uh, plenty of ways to get a hold of me. Facebook even. You name it. All right, loves. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you really loved this episode, please be sure to share it with somebody else who you think would love it just as much. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You truly don't know who can benefit from hearing this conversation or this message. 
If you want to be friends, and I really would like to be friends, you can find me on Instagram at theamandamurphy or at theamandamurphy.com. And until we chat next time, just remember that you are not alone and that life without dieting does exist. Bye, babes. Bye, babes.